0: to word of truth so today's video we're going to be looking at they're going to ask answer the question should christians keep the sabbath but before we can really answer the question we're going to start off by looking at what is the sabbath okay so we're going to start in exodus 20 verse 8 to 11 so exodus 20 verse 8 to 11 and it says remember the sabbath day to keep it holy six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant servant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the, le- the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So the Sabbath day is the seventh day, and it's the Lord's Sabbath. Okay, the Lord worked for six days and he rested on the seventh. Let's just look at Genesis 2, verse 1 to 11, where we see, you know, the the Lord working and then we see him resting on the seventh day. So Genesis 2, verse 1 to 3 actually says, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, the Lord, on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made so the sabbath day is the seventh day in which the lord rested so he worked for six days and he rested on the seventh and i think the other thing to recognize is that the sabbath day is actually would so according to it being the seventh day it would also and in the bible so when we look at genesis 1 it says the evening and the morning and it will say the first day the second day but we know that according to god's standard of days actually evening and then morning so when we're talking about the sabbath day what we're actually talking about is um the day that god rested was actually friday evening and then saturday morning that was the seventh day that was what class would be count as a seventh day so when christian when some christians say that you know the sabbath is a sunday it's actually not a sunday the sabbath day according to god's calendar is actually friday evening uh saturday morning if i just look at go back to genesis one let's just look at the last the last the sixth day is an example and it says and the eve this is genesis one thirty-one. it says and the evening and the morning were the sixth day so the evening and the morning were the sixth day so the seventh day would be the evening and the morning would be the seventh day and that would have been friday evening so sundown and the saturday morning sun up or light up so that would have been the seventh day in which god rested and you know the jews obviously still follow it onto that calendar that's the that's the time that's what they class as the sabbath so According to the Bible, the Sabbath day um is basically a day in which God rests rested from his work. He works worked for six days and then he rested on the seventh. And it says that he sanctified it, you know, um, and he blessed it and sanctified it. And that word sanctify basically means that he set it apart as holy. He um what's it called? He dedicated it. It was dead that day was dedicated to God. So For six days he worked, and on the seventh day it was dedicated to himself. And, and, you know, when we just read in Exodus 20, the law basically said the same thing. It said to remember that day, um, that six days thou shalt work, thou shalt labour and do thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. Um, In it thou shalt not do any work. And basically the because and the reason being because God rested on that day as well so that's what the Sabbath is the Sabbath day is talking about a day of rest a day of rest because the Lord rested uh, a day of rest that is in his name also following after the same pattern as him so the question we're talking about in this video is should Christians keep the Sabbath now that we are not no longer under the law are we supposed to keep the Sabbath day are we supposed to also just like it says that um, in the law it says you should do and um, thou shalt do not do any work thou nor thy son nor thy daughter nor thy manservant, nor thy ma- maid servant nor thy cattle nor the stranger that is within thy gates basically no one in your house is allowed to do anything is that the same way that God wants us to keep the sabbath day are we supposed to follow this you know what basically we want to answer the question we know we're not under the law anymore but do we have to follow this how do we fulfill this law? How do we, do we still have to do exactly the same thing? Like they couldn't even, you know, they couldn't do anything. Couldn't cook, couldn't clean, couldn't do anything. Like certain things, you know, I do not even think they could open a door or something like that. Press press the lift. Like those kind of things are considered as work. So we want to know, should Krishna keep the Sabbath? And if we should, how do we keep the Sabbath? So we're now going into the second point, which is basically the old covenant versus the new. But what we have is just like, two ends of because obviously there's always a balance with the Lord and that's what we're trying to come to, to understand his ways. Um so there's some Christians who say, Oh, we're not under the law anymore, we don't need to fulfil the law. We don't need to we don't need to even consider it. We don't need to yeah, we don't need to bother and worry about any of the law. And then there's some Christians who say, Yeah, we have to keep the Sabbath. So speaking specifically about Sabbath, we have to keep the Sabbath. They keep it, try to keep it exactly the same way as the law says, you know, and there's problems with both of those ends. And we're gonna I'm gonna just start off by reading um matthew 5 17 to 20 because there's problems with both of those both ends of that spectrum um but let's start off with the side that says you don't need to bother about the law we don't need we're not under we're not under the law um we're under grace so we don't even need to think about it like basically that attitude that basically says we don't care anymore at all um let's read matthew 5 17 to 20 and it says think this is jesus talking Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfil. For verily I say unto you, Till heaven and earth pass, one jot jot or one title shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do them and teach do and teach them. The same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. So there's a few things here. So first of all, the fact that Jesus didn't come to uh, abolish the law. Okay, he didn't come to destroy it. He came to fulfill it. So even so, speaking about this perspective of saying that we don't need to care about the law anymore, it's the wrong attitude. So it's not necessarily. wrong, but it's the wrong attitude. It's understanding that we fulfill, we, we want to find out how did Jesus fulfill the law? Like, how does that apply to us now? How do we live as opposed to, oh, we don't need to worry about it. That's the wrong attitude. Understand that Jesus fulfilled it. And he says that, you know, if we teach people not to, um, to break them, then obviously we're the least in the kingdom. We don't want to be the least in the kingdom. We want to be great in the kingdom. So it says that we're supposed to teach you know teach to do and teach we will be if we do and teach the things we will be great in the kingdom, so we're trying to come to understand how do we how is the law fulfilled in Jesus? what does that mean for us, and how do we fulfill the law in Jesus? How do we fulfill the law through grace, faith through grace, how is it that we fulfill the law and Jesus said he said that no, not one job would uh, one title will pass away till all be fulfilled so we know that Jesus have fulfilled it so we're trying to find out how is it that what does that mean for us now how does it apply to us in our life now that's what we're basically looking at okay so with the law the law really was when people fulfilled the law like they tried to ceremonially do the things of the law so let's talk about the sabbath when they practically put into practice the law of the sabbath they could only were only focused on behavior. They were only focused on practices and practicalities, natural behavior. The law didn't change their heart. So when we're talking about the Old Testament versus the New Testament, one of the biggest differences is the fact that the, the law kind of focus on man's behavior. Whereas when we come into the law of liberty and we come under grace, the law gives us, it becomes a heart issue. Everything becomes a heart issue. It's transformation from the inside out as opposed to from the outside in. So that is a really key thing that we're, you know, we're starting off looking at. Let me carry on now um, in Matthew 5. going to use one example because there's other laws um, from the Ten Commandments and Carry on Matthew 5, Jesus gives us a few examples. We're just gonna look at maybe one or two of these and just see how, see the difference from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So, for example, I'm gonna read from verse 21, and Jesus saying, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of judgment. But I say unto you, That whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother have ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. It's going to stop there so here jesus is talking about the old in exodus 20 we see the 10 commandment and one of the commandments was thou shalt not kill okay so by the sound of the old testament and it was just the law and people not putting that to action yes people might not have killed they may not have you know uh, slain somebody um with a with a sword or whatever but jesus is now saying he's given us the revelation how the fulfillment of the law is even deeper it's a heart issue he So that if you even if you're even angry with your brother without a cause, then you are um, in danger of judgment. So basically, we're judged the same way by being angry with our brother without a cause as if we killed. So in Jesus's standard, in the fulfillment of the law, actually, even being angry with your brother without a cause is the same thing as murder and here we see rah the law of liberty is actually even greater standard the standard is even higher it's even deeper it goes right down to the thoughts and intents of our hearts and so that is a one example let's just look at one more example okay so just a bit further down and he says 20 verse 27 chapter 5 matthew you have heard that it was said by them of old time thou shalt not commit adultery but i say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman uh, on a woman to lust after her have committed adultery with her already in his heart. Again, a heart issue It's even deeper. According to the law under the Old Covenant, yes, if you committed adultery to the actual acts of it, then, you know, you've broken the law and you were in sin. But Jesus is saying even to look at a woman to lust, specifically to lust. So even just quick little revelation that I thought that the Holy Ghost gave me when I was reading this was that I never really saw that it says look at a woman to lust. It's different from looking at a woman and just appreciating her um beauty but to actually you your intention of looking at her is to last that's very deep it's a completely different you're it's talking about intention it's talking about uh it's talking about your intention of your heart the reason you look is to last as opposed to you look and you and you um find beautiful that's two different things looking to last is a completely different so it's talking about your intention and so the same principle is going to apply when we're talking about the Sabbath. So there must be a way between the Old Covenant and the New covenant, covenant in Jesus Christ. If the fact that he's shown just even on these two levels, in thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery. We've seen that in the New Covenant, there's a deeper, it goes right down to the thoughts and intentions of your heart. So we're trying to get to, down to Jesus fulfilled the Lord. So that means he fulfills the Sabbath perfectly. And how does thoughts and intents of the heart matter when it comes to keeping the Sabbath when it comes to fulfilling the Sabbath, you know, through Jesus Christ. Okay. I'm gonna carry on a little bit of um go back in Matthew Matthew five and just to verse twenty. And Jesus said, For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. The righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, that's quite deep. Okay, so these were the religious leaders. They knew the law. They would have When it comes to the practicalities and the physical behaviour, they would have tried to keep it to the T, yeah? So Jesus is saying, unless our righteousness is greater than that, then, what does it say? We um, shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. We know that we could not fulfill the law no one could fulfill the law we all fell short of it but we know that the righteousness of god is now through jesus christ and so we are actually made given the gift of righteousness it's not something that we work for we are given the gift of righteousness when we put our faith in jesus christ so yes we can actually become more righteous than they were by trying to keep the law because god's righteousness was now revealed um through faith okay so let me just read romans three twenty two. Romans 3 verse 22 and it says even the righteousness of God which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe there is no difference so the righteousness of god is now revealed through faith in jesus christ it's no longer through keeping the law so we are made more righteous than them and we know that and that's and that's even why jesus now goes to a deeper level because he's showing that righteousness is actually in the heart like it's by faith and god you know gives us a new he renews we're born again we are new creation he gives us a new heart you know puts a new heart in a new spirit and our thoughts and intentions can now be turned towards him It's not we're not just doing things outwardly but actually he's transforming us from the inside So now that we've kind of we've gone there and we've seen that okay, there is a deeper way to fulfill the law of God. There's a deeper way to do the things of God. Because at the end of the day, the law really just revealed the standard of God, really, um, what the external standard. But obviously, Jesus came and He even gave us the ability to do it from the heart, from the inside out. And so, how do we fulfill the Sabbath? How is it a heart issue and how do we fulfill it? That's what we're going to talk about now. We're going to go to Mark 2. So Jesus we lived in a time, obviously, when the scribes and Pharisees were around. And there's something that he did that they just couldn't understand. They looked at the outward, you know, the fact that they looked at the outward appearance, but obviously the Lord looked at the heart. And so they couldn't understand. To them, some of the things that Jesus did, he broke the law. But the Bible tells us that Jesus never sinned. The Bible tells us that Jesus fulfilled the law god perfectly so we know that jesus is our model for how to fulfill the the law of god through the heart how he's a fulfillment of the law he's a fulfillment so we follow after the model of us of our savior i'm going to start with matthew not matthew mark um 2 and mark 2 verse 23 and it says and it came to pass that he went through the cornfield on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day, why do they do, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? And he said unto them, Have you never read what David did when he had need and was hungered, he and they that were with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar? The high priest and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests. And also gave to them which were with him. And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of man is Lord also of the Sabbath so here jesus is revealing that they according to the law you know what was lawful it wasn't lawful to pluck you know there were external things that you know were put in place by the law but jesus is actually revealing you know he fulfilled and revealed that the law the sabbath day was never meant to be the man was never supposed to um, come into alignment with the sabbath but the sabbath to come into alignment with man if that makes sense if that if I've said that correctly it's like the Sabbath was made for man it was for the benefit of man not man for the benefit of the Sabbath. So rest a day of rest was supposed to be a blessing for people. Not people a blessing for the Sabbath. So Jesus said that he's even Lord over the Sabbath. He's Lord over the Sabbath just like when he's lord over us that word lord means Adonai it means owner it means that he he rules the Sabbath. He gets to choose what takes place on the Sabbath day and so you know he's revealing because even when he's talking about if there's a need then the sabbath day is not supposed to deprive you of your need it was basically the point that he's saying as well it's like the sabbath day was made for the benefit for your benefit and so if jesus is lord of the sabbath then if we do what the lord wants us to do on the sabbath then actually we are still fulfilling you know that its purpose and so the Old Testament, it saw people dedicating just one day to the Lord, you know, one day where they would cease from their own words. But we who are now, you know, in the new covenant, it's even deeper. Our whole life is supposed to be dedicated to the Lord. It's not supposed to be one, just one day that we are, we dedicate, that we sanctify. Actually, our whole being is now sanctified um, to the Lord. I'm just going to read Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2 20 and it says I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me you know the Lord of the Sabbath lives in me The Lord of the Sabbath lives in me. He's Lord of the Sabbath. I live this life by him. So if the Lord of the Sabbath in me leads my life, then obviously I'm going to fulfill the Sabbath. Because if I do what the Lord wants me to do, then I'm always going to be in his will. And he's not going to contradict himself. Okay? I just want to move on a little bit. The fact of that the Sabbath was for man, it's a day of rest, the day of rest, why would the Lord, why did the Lord want us to rest? You know, he rested, so he wanted us to rest, but it says it was for the benefit of man. Obviously, on a physical level, that's what the Sabbath day of the law did, of the Old Testament law, it was just about physical rest, it was a day where, just like God, you could set aside, you could not just be so consumed with your everyday labours, but actually just dedicate yourself to the Lord. But as a believer in the New Testament, we've actually supposed to have seeds from our own work. We no longer live a life of strife. We no longer live a life where we're just going through labor, like we're just laboring just like the world, nine to five going through. We're actually supposed to be living a different type of life altogether. I just want to go read Matthew, Hebrews 3, uh, seven, all the way through to verse four, chapter four, verse 12, because this really just really shows really clearly the fact that those of us who have come into faith in Jesus Christ have entered into a rest we have actually effectively entered into the Sabbath day it's no longer just a day of the week for us it's actually we are actually in the Sabbath now we are actually entered into God's rest that's what we're supposed to be we're supposed to have seen to our own words So Hebrews 3 verse 7 and it says okay wherefore as the Holy Ghost saith, today if you will hear his voice Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their hearts, and they have not known my way. So I swear my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called cool today, lest any of you should be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. It's gonna skip a little bit. So, unbelief hindered them from getting into the rest. It shows that the rest of God is a place to be entered into, it's not just a day, it's actually a place that we can enter into. And those of us who are in faith, gonna read from verse 4 now, chapter 4, verse 1. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left. Us of entering into his rest any of you should seem to come short of it so it says his rest the Sabbath day is his rest okay for unto us was the gospel preached as as unto them but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it now this check next verse is very uh, key for we which have believed do enter into rest as he saith as I've sworn in my wrath if they shall enter into my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The works were finished from the foundation of the world, and the Lord rested on the seventh day. But it says that, uh, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, As I in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest. His rest is actually something we enter into. And when we put our faith into Jesus Christ, we enter into that rest. We fulfill the Sabbath perfectly, because we now... So let me carry on. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. So he spoke of it Of this wise. And God did rest on the seventh day from all his works. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. But some of us are really called cool to enter into God's rest. Those of us who put our faith. Those who have faith in Jesus Christ and are made righteous through faith, in through grace, uh, through faith in Jesus, we are enter into God's rest. You know, the same rest that he entered into on the seventh day is a place that we can come into. I'm going to skip to verse nine and it says, There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath seized from his own work as God did from his. Let us labour therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. So there is a rest, you know. It says that we cease from our own work. And if you remember what it says in Exodus, it says that Thy thou shalt not do any work of your own work. So basically, the Sabbath day on that on the physical, they on the sat on, on the Sabbath day, they didn't do their own work. They didn't do their own labors. But it says that in Hebrews, it's telling us that we who now have entered into this new covenant. We have entered into his rest and we've seen from our own. Our lives are not our own anymore. We should not be living a life. We should be always living in the Sabbath. We should always be living in rest because we should not be doing our own will. It should always be... It says labour to enter in, which means that we're supposed to strive and seek after the will of God. You know, it talks about work out your salvation with fear and trembling. All these things that talk about... it always. So the work is always to find out the will of God and to do it that's the work that's the strive to strive into the rest of God to strive after the the will of God for our life that's the only work that we're supposed to be doing is to find out God's will and fulfill it um to to work out God's will in our lives it's not supposed to be our own thing if we're doing our own thing then of course we're not going to fulfill the sabbath that's not that's not what Jesus died for Jesus died for us you know to so become a relationship with God and to do the will of God that's really what um the model and the pattern that he laid down for us. But so in simplicity, because at the end of the day, when it comes to the Lord, everything is actually so simple. The simplicity of this thing, whole thing is that if we actually allow Jesus to be Lord of our life, Lord of, he's, the Lord of the Sabbath is enough and we follow after him, then we are always going to fulfill the Sabbath. I'm going to read Galatians 5 verse 18. Galatians 5 verse 18. Uh, and it says... But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. If you be led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. If you're led by the Spirit, then if the law says to you, I want you to rest today, you're going to rest. If the law says to you, I want you to do this today, you're going to do what he said today. The simplicity of it is, is that if he says to you, I want you to do something and you don't do it, then you're in disobedience. If he says to you, I don't want you to do something and you do it, then you're in disobedience. It's so simple. So if you keep the Sabbath day, it's it's as simple as do what God tells you to do. Be led by the Spirit of God. Allow Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, to lead your life. Give up your own work. That's what, when you're supposed to be in Christ, it means that you see from your own work. You're supposed to enter into his breath, which is the sabbath his it's the sabbath is the sum of his his day at the end of the day and so when we allow god to lead us there will be times when he, he will say to you that it's time to rest but there will be times of hard work as well in terms of the things of doing the things of god but it's never going to be by the sweat of your brow that was a curse of sin and we're no longer under the law but under grace and so to end this i'm just going to read matthew 11 verse 28 matthew 11 I just thought, the Lord is so amazing, because whenever it comes to, down to him, like, it's so simple, everything's always so simple, it's so clear, you know, but there's always an answer, and it's just to find out, like, to try and fulfil the Sabbath in the same way according to the law, you put yourself under the law, and then what happens is, is that, you know, it's told us in James that if we even break it, if we break, if we, are you know, break the law even in one part, then we're guilty of the whole thing, so it's like, we cannot say okay we're under grace but i'm gonna live i'm gonna fulfill the sabbath according to the law though even though i'm under grace, i'm gonna fulfill the sabbath underneath the law you have to choose are you under grace or are you under the law and if you're under grace you have to understand that it does not there there has to be a fulfillment and the thing is you cannot have that true heart peace when you don't have the understanding it's like you have to ask the lord okay father god how is it that this this scripture is fulfilled there's always an answer but it's a case of asking the lord i'm gonna Matthew 11 I'm going to finish with Matthew 11 verse 28 Jeez, and I thought this was so powerful to finish it says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light how powerful is that Come unto me, all ye that labour and are heavy laden. Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, is saying, "Come unto me, and I'll give you rest. I will take you into my Sabbath, and you will no longer you will see from your own work. You no longer have to work by the sweat of your sweat of your brow. I will you enter into my rest, my rest." And he said, for my yoke, uh, take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly. But my yoke is easy, and my burden is light." He said, "You'll find rest for your souls." And that was so powerful for me when the Holy Ghost was. You know, really, then my burden is light. That burden, he just gave me a revelation of that. Like, um, of the fact that he'll give you rest for your soul. The law in the Old Testament, they had rest for their physical body, you know. But when we come into Come into righteousness with God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ, the faith of Jesus Christ. We actually find rest for our souls. Our souls are no longer striving, we're no longer under the law. The law causes you to strive, the law ch- causes you to, to have to do something to be righteous. But when we are righteous through the faith of Jesus Christ, our souls find rest because our souls now come into right standing with God, and we no longer have to strive to be right with God because we are right with God, and we can now. Operate out of rest. I thought that was so powerful, so so powerful. So I really pray that this has blessed you. I pray that it's made you set you free. If it's a case where you've just been, you're not sure, like maybe you go to church where it's like the Sabbath for something that's really emphasised uh, in the way according to like keeping it according to the Old Testament law. I really pray that this is giving you revelation according to Scripture because I didn't come with anything on my own here. This is all in the Bible. It's all, but it's all written here, you know. And I really pray that you find, you know his easy yoke and his light burden because at the end of the day this life is so simple walk in the spirit and you're not fulfilled of the loss of the flesh that's literally it you know that's it <laughs> like love god with all of your heart soul mind and strength find out what God's will is for you is and do it that's literally have, the only strive is going to be doing is the striving to know God more intimately the striving to know the will of God for your life and do it God because grace is not only for salvation but also the power and ability to do what he asks of you to do as well but you have to find out what it is and so, yeah, my prayer for you is that you'll come, that you'll recognise that you have entered into his rest, we see from our own work, and that's truly what the Sabbath is. Us moving from a place of darkness into his marvellous light, us truly seizing from the curse of the law, seizing from the curse of sin, sorry, and just now coming into grace to be able to fulfil fulfill the will of God without, without torment anymore, without trying to strive to be righteous because we are righteous through Jesus Christ. So I pray that this has blessed you. And I'll see you next time on Word of Truth. Bye, guys.